City of Hope, named by U.S. News & World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've been diagnosed with gastric cancer or a precancerous condition in the stomach, City of Hope is a recognized leader in stomach cancer treatment and research. Gastric cancer patients receive unsurpassed diagnostic treatment and supportive care from our multidisciplinary team. And the primary goal is to ensure that every patient and their loved ones can live a life free of gastric cancer. My guest today is Dr. Yang Yi Wu. She's a world-renowned stomach cancer specialist at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Wu. Tell us about the incidence of stomach cancer. Sure. Stomach cancer is um, the third, sorry, stomach cancer is an uncommon cancer in the United States. It's about 26,000 patients uh, who are diagnosed each year uh, with stomach cancer. However, in the world, it is, um, it, there is about a million patients diagnosed each year with gastric cancer, um, and it is the third leading cause of cancer death. In the United States, it is the eighth um, leading cause of cancer death, and less than 25% of patients who are diagnosed with um, gastric cancer in, in the United States um, survive five years. So it is a deadly cancer for some patients who are diagnosed with a late stages. Unfortunately, um, diagnosing gastric cancer in its early stages is a major challenge. So tell us some of the risk factor. Who is at risk for this type of cancer? Sure. There are two um, general groups. Only 10% of the patients who develop gastric cancer have a genetic predisposition. And some of the known, um, most well-known genetic predisposition is the CDH1 gene, which causes the hereditary um, diffuse uh, gastric cancer. However, other mutations are known, like uh, the BRCA1 and 2 mutation, does give you a predisposition to gastric cancer. And if you have Lynch syndrome, you're also at um, a genetic risk for gastric cancer. However, 90% um, of gastric cancer patients do not have a known genetic risk. And so, what are the risk factors? Well, there are um, many of the risk factors are. Um, modifiable. You can divide it into two categories, modifiable risk factors and non-modifiable risk factors. The modifiable risk factors obviously um, include a long-standing um, infection with H. pylori. H. pylori is a bug that, um, that grows and lives in your stomach and can put you at anywhere between 3 to 12 times risk of developing gastric cancer um, over a long period of time. Smoking is also a risk factor for developing gastric cancer, as it is a risk factor for many cancers. Men are twice as likely to develop gastric cancer or be diagnosed with gastric cancer than women. Uh, the average age of diagnosis of gastric cancer in the United States is um, in the late 60s, which is different from other countries. And uh, depending on um, the ethnic minority groups, the incidence um, actually differ, so you are um, at a higher risk of developing gastric cancer if you are a Korean American, Asian American, African American, or Hispanic American compared to um, other uh, non-Hispanic whites. So 
people hear stomach cancer, it's a very scary diagnosis. Are there some symptoms? Patients always want to know what symptoms they might pay attention to that would send up red flags, Dr. Wu. Sure. Unfortunately, this is the biggest challenge to detecting gastric cancer in its early stages is its lack of specific symptoms for for gastric cancer. In early stage of gastric cancer, 80% of our patients are asymptomatic or have symptoms that are nonspecific. For example, um, nausea, abdominal pain, discomfort, um, or reflux symptoms of heartburn. These are all um, sort of nonspecific symptoms that you cannot attribute specifically to gastric cancer. Unfortunately, the concerning um, symptoms of gastric cancer of significant weight loss, uh, persistent abdominal pain, feeling full with eating very little, um, loss of appetite, feeling like something is getting stuck in your throat like dysphagia, um, these symptoms do not um, occur that often. Um, and they may persist less than three months, and it takes sometimes up to three to 12 months of these symptoms persisting for the patient or even the physician to feel that there is something going on in the stomach, and um, it may be um, not addressed in an appropriate manner because the symptoms are nonspecific. So how is it diagnosed then? Sure. The gold standard for diagnosing gastric cancer is with um, an upper endoscopy a, and a biopsy of any abnormalities in the inner lining of the stomach for analysis of cancer cells. An upper endoscopy is um, performed by a gastroenterologist with a scope. I think most patients are familiar with a colonoscopy. However, this is a scope that is introduced through your mouth that goes into your esophagus um, evaluates the stomach lining and can see any mucosal abnormalities. And if there is such um, abnormality, then the gastroenterologist will take a biopsy of these areas and it will be tested for histologic evaluation to look for cancer cells or pre-malignant cells. There is no blood test to diagnose gastric cancer. Um, or a serum biomarker for gastric cancer detection. This is one of the limitations that we have. Um, Decreased levels of red blood cells um, in our body called anemia can be a sign of GI cancers, including gastric cancer, and and may lead um, our uh, physicians to um, have our patients get an upper endoscopy. Um, There are no physical signs, specific physical signs, of uh, gastric cancer until its late stages. So the diagnosis can um, be made only by an upper endoscopy and a biopsy. So Dr. Wu, once the cancer has been diagnosed and staged, there must be a lot to think about when considering these treatments. Speak about the first treatment, first line of defense, and then kind of go into how a listener would or a patient would deal with this type of cancer as as a different normal. Sure. Um, The diagnosis of gastric cancer um, for most of our patients and their families can be devastating, Um, but there is absolutely treatment options for gastric cancer. Gastric cancer is curable in its early stages, and in locally advanced uh, gastric cancer, when cancer has maybe gone through 
some of the lining of the stomach wall and spread to the lymph nodes in the region is also curable, but at that point will require a multimodality treatment. So for early stage gastric cancer that is confined to the the inner lining of the stomach, um, it's surgically curable. And I want people to understand that in its early stages, gastric cancer is curable and people, 95% of the patients can live um, a normal life um, without cancer, um, you know, even with the diagnosis of gastric cancer. However, locally advanced gastric cancer that involves the stomach and sometimes it's draining lymph nodes will require a multimodality treatment. This means that for the best available treatment options, we need to combine surgery, the most proper surgery, and that is the removal of the stomach, it's cancer in the stomach, and the lymph nodes that drain the stomach, and then combine that with systemic treatment such as chemotherapy, and at times radiation treatment. It is very important that each patient that comes and is diagnosed with gastric cancer be um, evaluated completely and um, meet with not just the surgeon, but the medical oncologist and the radiation oncologist and some of the support staff that we have to create a comprehensive treatment plan from the beginning so that the patient and the family know exactly what is, um, is expected in terms of their treatment and what the best strategy is to ensure long life without cancer and the best quality of life. And there are many um, different um, options that can be provided to the patient and their families in terms of the surgical approach, the different types of chemotherapy, and when and how all these are combined to give them the best outcome. So what about life after cancer treatment, stomach cancer treatment? Is there a big change in diet? What's the quality of life left? We don't have a lot of time, but speak about the quality of life. Sure. Um, after the stomach surgery that is required for um, removal of the, the, the cancer and for cure, um, requires that we remove either two-thirds of the stomach or the entire stomach. Many patients ask me, how can I live without a stomach and how it, will it affect my life afterwards? And patients, people can live without the stomach very, very well. The stomach function um, can be eliminated um, and be taken over by other parts of the, other parts of the GI tract. And so the stomach is not required for life. However, it is a major component of the way we enjoy our food and our nutrition, how the, our nutrition is processed. And so after surgery, patients will have to change their eating habits. And it, when patients change their eating habits, it also changes the way they think about food and um how they socialize with family and friends. And so smaller portions must be taken in at each meal. They have to eat multiple meals a day. And um, it will take about three to six months to up to a year to adjust to the changes that occur. Patients will lose at least 10% of their body weight um, initially from the stress of surgery, but also from um, having taken in less calories 
much more attention needs to be taken in um, in evaluating what kind of foods that we eat, the calories, the content, higher proteins, higher fat content, um, less of sugar, and you know sugar is really bad for cancer. So, and also this nutritional um, support that we give to our patients is necessary in terms of guidance and counseling over time. And this is one of the biggest challenges to maintain your body weight and actually maintain good body weight with um, higher uh, muscle mass. It also requires that patients um, exercise and keep up energy because um, at surgery and chemotherapy can make patients very tired and fatigued um, from the treatment. So, Dr. Wu, please wrap it up for us. This is such important information. Tell us about what's exciting at City of Hope and why patients should come there for their care. Sure. Treatment for gastric cancer at City of Hope is uh, amazing. As as I'm a a part of a multidisciplinary team, we are here to provide the best available treatment in the most um, timely manner. It it includes personalized treatment, a patient-tailored, um, involving all our resources of medical oncology, radiation oncology, all the research that is being done for gastric cancer on campus uh, we hope to bring to our patients. In practice, there are a couple things that we do very well here is other than the multidisciplinary therapy that we will, uh, the strategy that we will create for every individual patient and their family members is um, one is robotic surgery for uh, surgically resectable gastric cancer patients. Um, robotic surgery is um, performed in less than uh, 2.5% to 5% of the time for gastric cancer um, in the United States. It's a novel, sort of innovative approach to gastric cancer patients. It affords them the benefit of minimally invasive approach, which is you know early return um, to normal life, meaning uh, less pain after surgery, early um, ability to eat faster than open operations, Uh, patients go home sooner, there is much less blood loss during the operation. So we are here to provide the best surgical outcome for our patients, and one of the, the methods that we are using is new technology and innovation in robotic surgical platforms. Another um, we have some clinical trials that are going on here at City of Hope. One is for diagnosis of patients with HER2 positive disease um, using uh, a novel radio tracer um, tagged to an antibody for HER2, um, which is a PET imaging study. And, um, and lastly, um, multiple um, you know, uh, new targeted therapy, antibody therapies um, for more advanced gastric cancer patients. Um, One of the most exciting um, things that we're doing here in terms of research is novel treatments using viral oncolytic therapy um, to target gastric cancer, advanced gastric cancer, metastatic gastric cancer, or diseases that have spread beyond the stomach into the peritoneum and in the liver. Uh, These are in uh, preclinical studies, meaning they're not in humans right now, but we hope in the next couple of years it will get to to um, helping cure and care for our gastric cancer patients. 
Wow. Thank you so much for being with us. Such great information, Dr. Wu. Thank you so much. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. And for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.